Hello world and welcome to the Overtone Warp Zone. This podcast is for people who enjoy games, love music, and want to know more about how their favorite songs work. In season one, we're taking a look at musical concepts found in pieces from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm Dan Bergman, and let's get started. When you think of the character Toad, what does his voice sound like in your head? Does it sound like this? Or like this? Or maybe like this. Yahoo! I'm the best! Or maybe it's like this. What's this icky paint like goop? It's moving! Ugh! Remember when Nintendo experimented with voices for the main characters in Super Mario Sunshine? There's something a little unsettling about that. Thankfully, they got rid of that after this iteration of the Mario 3D platformers. Okay, but other than that, Super Mario Sunshine is amazing! It definitely feels great to play, and the beach environments and the water look fantastic. If you haven't played this game, definitely give it a shot. We'll be looking at a lot of the music from the game today, and while some of it was made by Shinobi Tanaka, the music we'll be listening to today was all composed by the classic Mario composer Koji Kondo. There's no real main theme to the game. However, the same melodies are used throughout various stages. The first time you really hear it is in Delfino Plaza, which happens to be one of Smash Ultimate's stages. In fact, there's a new remix of the Delfino Plaza theme for Smash Ultimate composed by Noriyuke Iwadare, and it goes a little something like this.
get the pleasure of hearing a mandolin solo and an accordion solo in this song. Many of the early 3D platformer games employed a hub world from where you would go to various stages. In Super Mario 64, it was Peach's Castle, where you jumped into paintings. Banjo Kazooie uses Gruntilda's Lair, where you collect jiggies that complete the picture used as a bridge to the various stages. In Super Mario Sunshine, Delfino Plaza is the hub world that connects to various portals that take you to eight different locations on the island. The first three stages, Bianco Hills, Rico Harbor, and Gelato Beach, are all more or less different arrangements of the same piece of music. They all start out with two A sections, a B section, an A section, and then a C section. Let's compare the A and B sections of each piece in their original GameCube forms, starting with Delfino Plaza. This version uses a plucked upright bass, an acoustic guitar to play the chords and sometimes melody, and an accordion to play the rest of the melody. It's fairly reminiscent of Italian folk music. The Piantas are new characters to the Mario series that make their home here in Delfino Plaza. They appear in several colors and instead of hair, they sport tiny palm trees that grow from their heads. Delfino Plaza is kinda like the capital city of Isle Delfino, so there are many residences here for this species. Next up, Bianco Hills. This tune features more instruments, but still has that folk feel to it. It makes sense that this music is similar to Delfino Plaza, since it's a smaller village made up of piantas as well. And now, Rico Harbor.
This music is quite a bit more upbeat, and it has that electric guitar playing on all the offbeats, and features a sax melody. It sounds a lot like ska music. And lastly, at least for now, is Gelato Beach. This one sounds a lot more like Calypso, which is the music of Trinidad, what with the steel drums and such. And the stage is made to resemble a resort town. So for each of these separate but oh so similar pieces, the biggest commonality is the B section. The melodies are the same, the chord progressions are all the same, just in their respective genres. They also all share this wonderful composition trick. The name of that trick is... Tritone Substitution! So, fair warning, heads up, this episode is going to be fairly music theory intensive, so you'll have to bear with us if that's not your thing. Also, if you haven't listened to our episode about tritones, make sure you give that one a listen before this episode. As a quick recap, a tritone is an interval of three whole tones away. It also happens to perfectly split an octave in half, and it also happens to be... Quite a dissonant sound. Now, let's talk about tritone substitution. It's a composing or improvising technique that's fairly common in jazz music, and you can even find it in some classical music as well. There are various types of augmented sixth chords, which can each function as a tritone substitution. One of the things we talked about in the tritone episode was that a dominant seventh chord contained a tritone within itself, between the third and the seventh scale degrees. We also said that those notes tend to resolve out to the 3rd and 8th scale degree of a major chord. So for example, if we're in F major, our dominant chord on C would have the notes C, E, G, and B flat. E, our 3rd, and B flat, our 7th, make up the tritone, and in the resolution to F major, they are pulled to the notes F and A, respectively. This is where the substitution comes in. In that C dominant chord, the E was our major third and the B flat was our minor seventh. But since a tritone splits an octave in half, it would work to reverse the role of these notes. What if instead of E being our major third, it was our minor seventh, and then B flat was our major third? Well, if that was the case, we'd have to find out what our root is. One way of doing so is to move a major third down from our B flat, since that is what we called our new major third. A major third is two whole tones away, so we would move from B flat to A flat and A flat to G flat. So this would be a dominant chord built on G flat. The notes would then be G flat, B flat, D flat, and E, or to be enharmonically precise, F flat. This is huge! Remember, we're in the key of F, 
So this G flat chord, which is built on the flattened second scale degree of F major, can suddenly take the same role as the dominant chord built on the fifth, which is a C dominant chord. And if you didn't notice, that first dominant chord, C7, is a tritone away from G flat 7. And yet they share those two most significant notes in common with each other. A very common way to use tritone substitution is in the chord progression 2, 5, 1. 5, 1 is a very strong resolution chord because we feel the impulse of the fifth scale degree leading to the first scale degree very strongly. If a 2 chord precedes a 5 chord, that's a further strong impulse because 2 is the 5 of 5. You follow me? The root of the 2 chord is a fifth above the root of the 5 chord, which is a fifth above the root of the 1 chord. This circle of fifths serves to make a laser focus for our attention at that final resolution chord. Another trick to further emphasize this resolution is to make that 2 chord a dominant chord itself, further emphasizing the gravitational pull to the 5 dominant chord. So let's put this in context. If we're in C major, the regular 2 chord would be D minor, and following that would be our G dominant, and then C major again. However, we could make that D minor chord a D dominant instead. So the notes would be D, F sharp, A, and C, then to our G dominant, G, B, D, and F, and then finally our C major, C, E, and G. Now, how does tritone substitution play into this? Well, we can apply that tritone substitution to the middle chord of the 2-5-1 progression. In other words, we substitute the 5 chord for its tritone, the flat 2. So instead of, say, D minor, G7, C, we have D minor, D flat 7, C. If we make the D minor a D7 instead, to continue the dominant chord train forward, we would have D7, D flat 7, C. Basically, we're just moving down chromatically, or half step by half step, on major chords. This is all well and good, but how does it fit in with the song from Delfino Plaza? First off, this song is in A major. So let's start in our B section. The first two bars of the section introduce a simple melody switching from the chords D to A. The next two bars add another note to our melody and follow the same chord pattern, this time with a bass that wanders down by step. The next two bars of the section expound on the melody further and adds a little tension by taking us into foreign harmonic territory by landing on the F sharp major at the end. We might have expected the melody to continue as it did before, but still end on the same chord. Or we might have at least expected an F sharp minor chord, which would fit the key. But instead, we have this major chord. Now would be a great time for Koji Kondo to follow that circle of fifths and bring his F sharp major to a B major and then to an E major before landing back to our home key of A major. 
Now, remember that 2-5-1 progression we talked about earlier? Well, that's what would be happening here if Kondo followed our advice, but it would be even more dominant chord recessive. In other words, we would have a major 6 chord resolving to major 2, resolving to major 5, resolving to major 1. But of course, we can always substitute a dominant chord for its tritone equivalent. And that's what happens here. Instead of doing the obvious F-sharp major to B major to E major, Kondo takes the opportunity to swap out the B major for F major, which of course are a tritone away from each other, meaning we have a tritone substitution in the song Delfino Plaza. Now, technically these chords don't have the sevenths in them to tell us that they function as dominant chords. But they are implied, which means this technique is totally valid and definitely works. This is simply another way for composers to meaningfully take the function of music and follow the rules of harmony, while also subverting the listener's expectations, making a more meaningful musical moment for us. I owe a big thanks to Guillaume Laroche for this episode. His 2012 thesis, Analyzing Musical Mario Media, Variations in the Music of Super Mario Video Games, pointed out the use of tritone substitution in Mario Sunshine, without whom I would not have picked up on this valuable piece of information. You can look at his thesis yourself and see more about Mario Sunshine, as well as the other games in the Mario franchise. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast or suggestions of a song or music topic. Leaving a rating or review on your podcasting platform is a great way to share that with me and helps Overtone Warp Zone gain some exposure. You can stay up to date on podcast news by visiting the website overtonewarpzone.com. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast and want to give your support, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash overtonewarpzone. Until next time, keep playing. <laughs>